hearing about people climbing through a garbage can to get a fingertip out of a glove and all that, uh, even now kind of give me the willies. I mean, you get your finger caught in a door or something, it hurts, so I can't even imagine. It's gruesome. The New Orleans voodoo woodoo was a little crazy that week. When I heard about it, I was like, what? They're doing what? Like, how'd that happen? And in that moment, machinery comes in. I mean, where's the rest of the finger? It was just like, oh, y'all looking for his finger? Uh, just check the trash. I think it's in his glove. You may want to get that glove out of the garbage can and see what the rest of the finger <laughs> looks like. And the glove is still intact. You know, it's normal. And they're like, well, let's just cut on up the finger and see. And they cut up the finger and it just falls right there on the table. We found out later that he got his finger stuck in this little small hole in the side of the guy's helmet and it just snapped it off. Boom, I hit it, happened, and I'm trying to shake it off, but as I'm shaking it, it's like some fires on the tip of it. The Arizona Cardinals lost a football game. Safety Rashad Johnson lost a piece of himself, literally. How do you explain to the coaches, yeah, he lost a finger and you know, he's not gonna be ready I don't know how long. I'm telling you, Rashad thought it was like a war story, how he was explaining it to everybody. Look at my finger, you know, I'm just sending them pictures of it. And like, it's just, what? How did that happen? Like, what's going on? No rehab, no replacement, no growing back. Rashad Johnson didn't give the finger to New Orleans. He gave a finger. Look, I'm missing a finger, so 10% off, or, or we can't, the price isn't good. Welcome to Cardinals Folktales, nine more presented by Seeky, where we go in-depth into Cardinals history, all-time anecdotes through the recollections and memories of those who lived it, or in my case, those who covered it. My name is Paul Calvisi, Cardinals sideline reporter. This is the story of how Rashad Johnson's finger went viral, how his middle finger became the same length as his index finger. I think looking back on it now, we didn't realize how big of a story it was. Rashad Johnson, he's probably saying, I had to lose the tip of my finger to get on the Dan Patrick show. The question was asked, like, hey man, you know, you lost a portion of your finger, or you lost a finger, you know, like, what are you gonna do? I'm like, I got nine more. Here's Paul. Rashad Johnson out of the game right now, a finger injury, and his return is considered questionable, guys. Just wanted to send that update. We had no idea at the time of the injury. That brief sideline report was because we weren't briefed on the severity of the injury until, well, the gloves came off. Look, as an NFL player, you're paid a lot of money, partly because you run the risk of paying a heavy price. Like September 22nd, 2013, Cardinals against the Saints. Week three, headed into New Orleans, Superdome, Sean Payton, Drew Brees, Michael Colston. Big challenge for our secondary. Really excited about the opportunity to go in and play this game. And for Rashad, as a starting safety and one of the best tacklers on the roster, his duties included special teams and maybe the toughest task of all trying to corral the Saints' three-time Pro Bowl return man. They have Darren Sproles, who probably will be in the Hall of Fame one day. Uh, I'll just go on, go on record, hell of a player, uh, was a great player for the Saints, and everybody that knows Darren Sproles, you know, he's a smaller guy, quicker guy. He is so difficult to tackle. He's, I mean, he's like trying to catch a soap bubble on a beach. <laughs> just brutal. You're not always gonna get a big shot, big hit on him. 
uh, a lot of times you're going to be reaching. That's former Cardinals DB Gerard Powers, and that is foreshadowing because in a 7-7 game, late first half, the Cardinals on punt cover, and here comes that 5'6", 190-pound stick of dynamite. High kick, backing up, Sproles waits for it, fields it at his 14, runs right to the 20, to the 25-yard line, slips a tackle at the 30, loose at the 35 and the 40-yard line, and they finally get to him at the 41-yard line. My goodness, is he dangerous. Jasper Brinkley with a special teams tackle. A handful of other Cardinals whiffed. And for one Cardinal, it was for good reason. Kind of a crazy play, fluke injury, uh, covering a punt. You know, a, a routine play that I've done a million times. Uh, we punt the ball down and I'm going to cover it. Darren Sproles is the returner. Um, and I initiate a blocker. And in that moment when I initiate him, I just shed away and go in to make the tackle. At this point, when Rashad's uh, finger gets caught in his helmet, uh, he was at a point that he was trying to reach to, to make a tackle, and everything happened so fast uh, that when he reached, and I guess his finger gets caught in the crossbar of his helmet. I go to the, the huddle, and I get the call, and I play the next down, and for some odd reason, like, my hand is just intensely intensifying. The pain is getting worse. And that's when Rashad and his bloody glove caught the attention of Cardinals head trainer Tom Reed. I run up beside him and immediately notice in his glove there's a lot of blood. Uh, and I look down and before I know it, my white glove is, is fire hot red. It's blood everywhere. Um, I come off the field, you know, just thinking like, hey, maybe I lost the nail. Maybe, you know, something happened there. They run inside and get him in, on the table with a bunch of gauze and gauze under and over his hand and carefully peel back his glove. The excitement that I had was beginning to wear off. And before I know it, I could feel my heartbeat in my hand. It's like my hand is beating at the same rhythm as my heart. And all I can say is to the doctor's like, hey man, I need some drugs. <laughs> like I need something. He's like, well, we have to fully evaluate you before we can actually give you something. And you know, so give us a chance to get the glove off. Uh, and that's when things got ugly. And it's right about now that the medical staff realize they're not going to be able to put their finger on the problem without the rest of the glove. They get just to the end where there's probably about just the tip of their finger left with, with dissecting back the glove, take it off and throw it in the garbage. Dr. Wazlewski puts a bunch of gauze on his finger because there's blood flying everywhere, right? And in that moment, machinery comes in. I mean, where's the rest of the finger? Machine would be assistant trainer Jim Shear, who'd been on the job for nearly four decades. He dabs it a couple times and looks at it and tells Machine, you may want to get that glove out of the garbage can and see what the rest of the finger is <laughs> looks like in the glove. It was just like, oh, y'all looking for his finger? Uh, just check the trash. I think it's in his glove. Yeah, a guy who thought he'd seen it all was dumpster diving in the visiting locker room. And the glove is still intact, you know, it's normal. And they're like, well, let's just cut on up the finger and see. And they cut up the finger and it just falls right there on the table. It's just a, a small piece of bone and a little bit of nail and a little bit of skin. Nothing that they can put back together again. So essentially he was missing from the, the bottom part of his nail. The rest of his finger was gone. From there, we hop in the ambulance and, you know, begin to go to the hospital and have immediate surgery. Take him over to the hospital, shave it back, the, the little nub of bone that was there so that there was enough skin left to make a flap and fold it up and sew it at like a flap. 
kind of like you're closing the end of a, of a, of a bag. Uh, and I begin to watch the rest of the game uh, from the surgical room uh, there in New Orleans Hospital. <laughs> they put enough medicine and numbed it enough for Rashad to be uh, able to film the whole procedure. That's right, instead of studying film, Rashad Johnson was filming his own surgery. Just another Sunday on the job, and maybe it was the painkiller talking, but Rashad was already talking about the next Sunday. What's the next step? Like, am I gonna be able to play next week? You know, am I gonna be able to get a manicure again? Like, you know, those are serious questions that we gotta talk about. <laughs> so, here's the post-op report. In emergency surgery at the hospital, the hand specialist shaved down the bone to prevent infection and stitched up the wound. There were no plans to reattach the fingertip. And in a nod to modern medicine, Rashad was already back at the stadium before the end of the game. Now here's Darren Urban from azcardinals.com and Cardinals cornerbacks coach Kevin Ross, who both at the time, like most everyone, were still unaware. I gotta be honest, I didn't know about that until after the game was over. Um, you know, we knew he had left the game, so that was part of it, but you, we didn't really understand the gravity of the situation, which probably would have made me a little queasy anyways, because, I mean, that's gross. Man, think about your finger getting sniped right now. That, that, that's painful. I mean, that hurts. I mean, you get your finger caught in a door or something, it hurts, so I can't even imagine. It's gruesome hearing about people climbing through a garbage can to get a fingertip out of a glove and all that, uh, even now kind of giving me the willies. Got clipped off and did that Ronnie Lott thing. It's like the Ronnie Lott effect. Ronnie Lott, 49ers Hall of Fame defensive back known for hard hits, picks, and his pinky, or what's left of it. Because in 1985-86, Lott declined bone graft surgery to fully repair his left pinky finger. Instead, Lott famously told team doctors to take the top of his injured finger off so he wouldn't miss any time. Let's just say Rashad Johnson is in a very exclusive club. You know, getting a call from Ronnie Lott, you know, got an opportunity to get on a call with him um, and just getting some insight and a lot of people wouldn't understand us wanting to go back after such a maybe traumatic injury or having something so vastly, you know, happen to your life and him losing, you know, his finger. People wanted like, why are you trying to go back and play? Um, but there's something that we love to do and, and we love to compete. Um, and, you know, you battle through adversity to do what you love. Um, some of the things that he told me, man. So I just really valued that experience, you know, through it all. I think this was Rashad's way of saying, like, I got stripes now. You know, nobody can say it. like I've been through it all. Like, like I gave part of my finger to the game, almost like a sacrifice. I think he helped our mental toughness out back in that back end, big time. I think he helped our whole defense, period, showing that kind of character and toughness. I mean, it definitely ended up being something that, you know, people could say was supposed to set you back. But for me, I always kind of find a way to say, you know, it can either be fuel or it can be weight. Um, and you decide. And for me, you know, it's always fuel to the fire to keep going. And Rashad, definitely kept going, missing only two games. And then in his third game back, he had two picks. Cardinals dial up a blitz, back to pass Ryan, fires deep, near side, easy interception at the 12-yard line for Rashad Johnson. Back to pass goes Ryan, fires it up into the air. Near side, gonna be an easy interception. At the 25-yard line, it's Johnson. 
Now keep in mind that in college, Rashad Johnson was a walk-on at Alabama, a walk-on running back from a tiny 1A high school in-state, a zero-star recruit who ended up first team All-SEC as a safety for Nick Saban and one of the only two-time team captains in Bama history. You know, I knew how quickly, you know, the tables could turn and how much it meant to, you know, continue to push forward and have that fighter mentality. So that, that, that's something that I've always had and I think it rubbed off on that group uh, to continue to push forward um, and, and continue to fight for each other. And as much as teammates look out for each other, right, push each other, they bag on each other as well. And let's just say that Rashad had to play defense in his own locker room. I remember Gerard was always just saying like, man, that tip is gonna cost you an interception. Um, and I was like, man, like, don't play. Like, we don't need to say those type of things. And Gerard uh, tipped the ball and it came over the top and I had it right in my fingers and it went right off that fingertip. I'll bet if Rashad Johnson had 10 fingers instead of nine and a half, he might have picked that one off. I'll never forget, we come in the locker room, he was like, that dang finger, I told you to look it in, that dang finger. You know how Gerard is, he's like, I had that PBU, you're supposed to make that play. So that was one, man. If anybody gave me heck about it, it was definitely JP. <laughs> and these nine more stories, they still resonate. Like in 2020, when Cardinals All-Pro Safety Buda Baker snagged his first career pick with a cast on his hand. Here's the Cardinals radio team, Dave Pash and Ron Wolfley. He's not the first Cardinal ever to play with nine fingers. Yes. Uh, Rashad Johnson did that. Of course, Rashad's fell off. Uh, Buda's <laughs> is back intact. He's just. <laughs> this is, this is the most graphic injury report ever. <laughs> it's, I'm a truth teller, Wolf. I mean, it's it's not like it's a story that people aren't aware of. Uh, Rashad is still doing just fine. I think looking back on it now, we didn't realize how big of a story it was. Rashad Johnson, he's probably saying, I had to lose the tip of my finger to get on the Dan Patrick show. Hey, but that's how you do it. Yep, in those next few days, Rashad went on not only with Dan Patrick, but SportsCenter, the Jim Rome show. Rashad was a subject of a full feature on Sunday, NFL Countdown. But Rashad himself was the one who tweeted out three gruesome images of his forlorn finger. So leave it to Cardinals marketing whiz, Orlando Avila, to come up with an idea that he ran up the flagpole with Darren Urban of azcardinals.com. I remember getting a text from Orlando saying, you know, kind of playing off of it, and he sent a little screenshot of this you know, foam finger that was missing a tip, obviously, just like Rashad. And I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was Orlando kind of being Orlando. But then we started talking about it a little bit and like, you know, do you think we can put that out there without essentially offending anybody, including Rashad? Um, and Jim Omohundra was running the social media at the time. You know, we, we went back and forth for about five minutes and we decided to, hey, let's send a text to Rashad and see what he thinks. So Darren fires off a text, and in less than a minute, Rashad gets back and says, oh, this is great, I love it, yeah, yeah, do it, do it, do it. So we put that out, and you know, all of a sudden the retweets start racking up, and you know, we went viral, not just on social media. What I really remember most of all is later that day, uh, being in the hotel room, the two of us, and we had ESPN SportsCenter on, and then all of a sudden having that tweet show up on SportsCenter, and we're thinking, okay, this has really hit the big time <laughs> that you have this tweet out there of, of making fun of 
what probably wasn't something you should be making fun of, to be honest. You know, it was a lot of a lot of talk afterwards. Um, you know, from the burn, uh, part of the interruption, uh, to Sports Center. You know, talking to it on Sunday before you know the Sunday night game. We knew it was a big story because I was like, the guy made T-shirts that that saying that he got nine more fingers. The question was asked, like, hey man, you know, you lost a portion of your finger, or you lost a finger. You know, like, what are you gonna do? got nine more. And everybody wore it under their shoulder pads for the rest of the year and all of that. Nine more is a mindset. You know, like, do I focus on the one or do I focus on what I have? Um, so I think it's just a shift in life. Um, it, it's what I do, you know, on a daily basis. Um, it's what's gotten me through the transition post my career. It's like, do you focus on not playing football no more or on the beauty of your wife and the beautiful girls that you have? So on one hand, Rashad's missing finger was the most clicked story on ESPN.com. On the other hand, Rashad's young daughter saw it differently as simply her daddy's identity. Something that looked like an imperfection to me became a soother to her. Um, because at nighttime, when she wanted to lay down, she would want to hold my hand, but she would want to grab this finger. She didn't want any other finger but that finger. And she would hold it and like lay there and hold it until she went to sleep. Um, and it was just, just the greatest thing to me. Like I said, like it looked like an imperfection, looked like something, you know, was taken from me, um, but it's an actual comforter to her. So it was just, it was so much beauty in that for me. See, it's not all downside. In fact, Rashad also finds beauty in the nine and a half finger discount, the perks. I think the biggest one was the 10% off on the manicures. I kind of, I, I, you know, I, I use that every time I go into the, the salon and I'm in there and the lady's like, what are you talking about? You know, they kind of ask me, I'm like, look, I'm missing a finger, so 10% off, or, or we can't, the price isn't good. So that's kind of one of the things I use all the time when I go to do something like that. Post my injury, I actually had more productions, you know, as an interceptor. Fact. In his eight-year NFL career, Rashad Johnson had 16 interceptions, including playoffs, three before the injury and 13 after. And Gerard Powers has a theory. Maybe that him losing a part of that finger gave him some type of advantage in catching the ball uh, because I don't remember him being that good of a catcher when all 10 of his fingers were intact. Speaking of memories, how often is Rashad Johnson reminded of the injury? It definitely comes up a lot uh, since, you know, post-career. There's very few guys that have played the game and actually lost a portion, you know, of their finger. Uh, myself and running lot or two that I can think of. I'm telling you, Rashad thought it was like a war story, how he was explaining it to everybody. Like he had just you know, we'll probably keep adding stuff to it as the years go. Like at, at some point, I'm pretty sure it'll be a game saving tackle, lost his finger, you know, and all that type of deal. So every year we add and add to it. Yeah, the tall tails might grow, but the middle finger, not so much. Keep in mind, the first three fingers on Rashad's left hand are all basically the same length. And I remember just literally laughing at him because I kept saying, I was like, hey man, I said, your finger's gonna grow back. I actually do have a nail that is continually trying to grow back. So maybe if I didn't, you know, go through the whole process that, you know, it would have kind of grew back in some disformed kind of way maybe and it gave me my full function. But, uh, but I'm glad to have, you know, the little bit that I can get. I, I just reach into my other hand if I got to get something out of the corner of that pocket. <laughs> when I get older and my kids grow and, and this story get brought up at a family function with me and Rashad, uh, I'm going to definitely be the one that's animated and telling everything that happens. So. 
And that's Cardinals Folktales, nine more presented by Seeking. Thanks for joining us, everyone. For producer Jim Almohandro, I'm Paul Calvisi. Bottom line, if anyone is equipped to handle the emotions and aftermath of losing a part of themselves, literally, when Patrick Peterson said after the game that Rashad's finger was, quote, leaking like a faucet, well, Rashad has always been that 1% in more ways than one. It's definitely a, a mentality uh, as a you know one percenter you know, in the NFL that you have to have that mentality to take adversity and use it as fuel.